The Right Gear, Episode 3, The Whole Body is the Mind, a conversation with Andrea Hairston. Hello and welcome to The Right Gear on Hologram Radio, a new podcast for writers that's all about the stuff we use to get our job done. From computers and apps to pens and journals, this podcast is here to explore them all. I'm Kay Tempest Bradford, a science fiction and fantasy author, freelance journalist, and media critic. Back in 2008, I started writing about mobile technology for a living and have spent the better part of the ensuing years playing with, evaluating, and writing about laptops, tablets, accessories, smartphones, and a ton of gadgets you've probably never heard of and you don't want to. I also love my journal, and I'm super particular about my pens. On this week's episode, I interview Andrea Hairston, author, playwright, and academic. Hairston teaches playwriting, African, African-American, and Caribbean theater literature at Smith College and is the artistic director of the Chrysalis Theater. Some of her plays are available for you to read in her book, Lonely Stardust, two plays, a speech, and eight essays, which is out from Aqueduct Press. Aqueduct also published her two novels, Redwood and Wildfire, and Mindscape. And those novels won the James Tiptree Jr. Award and the Carl Brandon Parallax Award, respectively. Andrea is not only a brilliantly talented writer and performer, she's one of the most energetic people I've ever met. The way she talks about writing is electrifying. And because of a conversation we had at WISCON one year about the connection between writing by hand and creativity, I wanted to talk to her more about it on the record. Just one production note. I recorded this conversation a few years ago when I first had the idea for this podcast. And for many and various reasons, it didn't come to fruition until now. So some of the gear mentioned is older, but there are updated versions available and you will see links to them in the show notes. And now my conversation with Andrea. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for agreeing to be on it. Um, we, we actually had a conversation at WISCON that made me say, like, when I when I start doing this podcast, I definitely want to talk to Andrea about this, which is um, we were talking about, you know, handwriting um, when you're writing as opposed to just typing on a computer and why that's different um, and what it does differently in your brain. And Andrea was actually just showing me her awesome journal. Yes. Well, I write with a fountain pen and I have a, a journal that looks like it was, I don't know, from Harry Potter days or mm-hmm. something. Um, but Basically, I believe that the the whole body is the mind, mm-hmm. and so when I write with a pen, I'm using my whole body, and, and particularly if you write cursive. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of studies that writing cursive engages your full brain because it, it engages your whole body. So to me, I want to like get into the the dance of the words, and the dance of the words can can happen when I have a fountain pen. Yes. Not so much when I have a big pen or, a, you know, a tacky piece of paper, but mm-hmm. when I have a piece of paper that's sort of like parchment and mm-hmm. it's got textures and it's rough. And as I'm writing, it's ink that's coming out and I am basically conjuring the word mm-hmm. and, and I have to really work. So when I go to type, I feel like I'm doing a different task. I'm not conjuring the word. I'm being very efficient and I love it. I love all my devices. So I love my computer. And then I go from my journal to my computer or to my Nook tablet or whatever. I, I love all of those things. And, and when editing, I never edit in a journal. 
that's like, oh, this is stupid. Right. Why am I editing in my journal? But my journal really is to get me to think and to experience the words. And then my story ideas come. So most of my ideas start in my journal. Mm -hmm. So if, I, if you just, like, I'll open the journal. And um, somewhere in the journal, I'm, I'm writing a story about the black leg. And, ah, the black leg. So I will um, write down ideas of what I want to put in the black leg, which is um, a story that I'm going to try to get done by the end, or the yeah, end of July, beginning of August. Mm -hmm. And the only way I can really think is to use my pen. I think mm -hmm. with my pen. So um, I write down ideas. And then if all the way through there are uh, another idea about balloons. <laughs> wow, balloons. Any idea that happens to um, fly by and I'm out in the world and then I pause and I write about it, if I write it down, it'll take me on a journey. Mm -hmm. um, and I, it might end up as almost like a, a poem. Um, in my journal. Mm -hmm. And then from those poems, I can write um, novels, plays, uh, short stories. I'm hoping short story. I'm, mm -hmm. Please make a short story happen. That's what I'm saying to my journal. Um, so to me, it's like a dance um, that uh, typing is, you know, and again, this is also about the neurons. Mm -hmm. Typing is you don't you don't do a dance with A, you tap. You tap A the same way you tap B, the same way you tap F and G. Right. And, and a, a big letter is, you know, another tap. So you don't actually have to make the capital letter. Mm -hmm. You don't have to make the connections. And also when I'm writing, I, you know, the words come out as words. They're not little um, sort of uh, things that I've pecked. I, I don't right. know how to type. My mother was against typing. I grew up in the 50s and 60s, and typing meant you were going to be a secretary. Okay. So this is one of the things, even though I love my mother, I wish she had let me learn how to type, because there was no <laughs> way I was going to be a sec secretary. I mean, right. no way. But her image was, black ladies think that being a secretary is a way out of cleaning house. Uh-huh. And she wanted me to get really further out of cleaning house. She wanted me to go to college and be a scientist, because mm -hmm. she thought I was going to be a physicist. Um, so... Therefore, other people would type for me. <laughs> so I didn't learn how to type. Yeah. Um, and then when I've tried to learn how to type, actually, I have my own way of typing. So my fingers actually have memorized the keyboard and they do what they do. Mm -hmm. um, and when I try to, like, disturb my own poorly conceived typing process, <laughs> um, I can't. Um, but even if I were a typist, you know, and those people can type, like, lots of words per minute, mm -hmm. um, it, you actually need to go slow for the creation process. Right. So partly um, writing with a pen even slows me down. I type much faster than I write. Mm -hmm. And so in slowing down, in doing the cursive dance with the words, all of these ideas come. I'm not just getting information out. I'm mm -hmm. actually thinking. Um, and, and at first I thought that was just anecdotal. I'm a throwback. Um, I'm like, you know, from the 20th century, not the 21st. Right. Um, and then I went, Andrew, look at all your gadgets. You are not really from the, <laughs> you know, some people might think that, but really, like, you have like, oh, my God, you have your, all of your stuff, and you carry it with you everywhere. Right. And you really insist on it, and you keep bugging Tempest, like, what's the newest thing? Oh, and I went out and bought <laughs> the same exact uh, keyboard that you had, the Zag. Yeah, the Zag Flex. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So, because um, it works perfectly with my Nook. And then I can, like, take it up on a mountain and type stuff when I'm at the, t you know, whatever. Um, so that's <laughs> what I want to be able to do. Plus, I can have all my books in my Nook, or I can have a real book, either one. Yeah. So I, I like the, the range of things. But for thinking, I go back to I think with a pen. Mm -hmm. um, and I think with parchment paper. Yeah. And I think, you know, partly that it looks like an ancient book. Yeah. It calls up, well, my journal we're talking about here, 
it has like you know the spine. It has a spine on it. It's, it's like, like awesome. Yeah. So and I and all my friends know that I like fountain pens and ancient books. Um, and I I'm in awe of the whole process of creating writing. Yeah. And so that I think it 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 allows me to get into that sort of meditative spiritual task of making meaning. Um, and then when I want to be efficient and get my draft out, mm-hmm. I like open up my um, great book and then I start typing. And mm-hmm. then, and then that's a very different process. And and I sort of organize and edit and you know um, finish a project right. by typing. So do you do you ever like do handwriting an entire first draft of something, or is the handwriting more for like the sort of beginning idea stage only? Um, for plays, it really helps to handwrite. Okay. So, um, and and that's because I'm doing dialogue. Mm-hmm. So because uh, plays are essentially dialogue. Yeah. Um, and so. Doing dialogue is definitely not the same thing as writing like a prose description of the world. And I need yeah. to be able to get into the body of the character. Mm-hmm. So when I want to be a character, that's actually, I might write out a whole character speech or a whole character dialogue. I do that for novels as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm trying to like describe the setting, I'm like, okay, I'll take a note and say it should look like this. And partly that's an editing process for me since I am a playwright. And, yeah. and we had to beat me into being a novelist. <laughs> so I was like, girl, you need to do a set. You need to do the costumes. You need to like, you need to do more than just write the dialogue for the actors. Um, so um, I think that's a later writing task for me too, because I've been writing plays since I was like 19. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't um, actually start writing novels until like 95, 1995. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I think it was Greg Bear who was really saying to me, you really need that setting, more detailed. You don't have that set designer. Right. Um, so, uh, so I tend not to write those passages by hand, mm-hmm. but a lot of the what the characters say um, and what the characters are thinking mm-hmm. and the internal monologues, I, I will write that down. And then I'll edit as I translate it from my journal. Um, and I have little pieces of yellow sticky paper mm-hmm. um, that I write things down on that are everywhere, they're all <laughs> over the house. Wow. I mean, they're all over. It's really bad. They're by the bed. They're under the... <laughs> They're like, what is that pile of stuff? And sometimes I don't even reread it. It's just the act of writing. Yes. I try not to have my journal be that chaotic, but mm-hmm. I know I need to think mm-hmm. at, at random moments. So I, there's, there are yellow pads. And then I can take that and stick it on a journal page or stick it on my manuscript page. Interesting. Um, and then that, you know, then, but, you know, I, or I type up the notes. And when I type up the note, I finish the note because I can often write to myself in second hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, sort of, you know, it's like, oh, this is a secret code that, you know, but I better type this soon or I'll forget my own secret code. Of right. Like, what the heck does this mean? <laughs> um, so then I, you know, I, I really try to like um, make sure that I'm tracking all my thoughts. Hmm. Um, so I, I, I don't want just like every little weird thing that goes by in front of me. I want what catches my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what the yellow sticky pads are. They're like, this caught your attention, right. or this made you think of something, or that would be a good line, or I'm going to, what I call dialogue thieve, you know, you're mm-hmm. sitting on the bus, and some people are having this outrageous public conversation, <laughs> and then they come up with the best metaphor, and I'm like, you said that in public. I'm sorry. You deserve <laughs> That belongs to me now. Yeah, that, that is now mine, and, and so I like to write. Some of those go in my journal, too, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of them go on the little um, yellow piece. But when I was younger, I did write everything out, you know, like all my plays. My early plays are all handwritten. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and 
And then I used to edit them, and I hated it. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is horrid. It's, I mean, it's a bit more difficult to, to edit sort of handwritten stuff. Like, taking yeah. it to typing, like, somehow just makes that whole process yeah, so, much better. Yeah, if I have a draft that I wrote, and then I'm just typing that draft, that's just me rewriting the draft. Right. So it doesn't, it's not a big pain, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm typing it, and, and pretty soon I'll be able to move it around. And the handwriting to typing is really, that's fine, as long as I'm not trying to handwrite the edit. Oh, yeah. my God. All, and all you really need to do is, like, take that line over there. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. That's when I want my technology. I right. want to be able to just, you know, put it in Word and move it all around and, you know, or like, oh, you didn't you didn't really want any of that. So I'm just going to put that in another file and save that for the other book that you'll write about this stuff at some point. Right. Um, so, I, you know, I really want my word processor mm-hmm. um, when I'm trying to edit. Um, but thinking is not the same as editing. Yeah. And I, and, and I do go back and forth. So I print up a copy at a certain point. Like, you know, I've edited and edited, and then I reach what I call the wall, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm like, okay, <laughs> something's not right here. And, but typing doesn't help me. I, like, type it over, and it's the same thing. And I, like, move a word around, and it's like, oh, okay, that's not working. So um, in the idea that the whole body is the mind, I, I get on the cross trainer. Tempest has seen me on the cross trainer yes. with my manuscript, mm-hmm. and I'm moving. And then I have my whole body, and I'm reading it. And sometimes I'm talking it out loud when I'm when I'm not in public. I'll read it out loud, <laughs> you know. And I'm like reading it out loud, and I have my favorite music, and I'm reading it out loud, and I'm like, oh yeah. And then all of the things I need to change are immediately apparent because I have my whole body engaged in solving the problem. Wow. Um. So then I go, oh, and then I'm starting to have like fantasies of how the story could go. And really, two minutes ago, I could have been sitting at my computer with nothing, like, oh, that right. needs to be edited. Oh, I don't know what I, to do. That is a very interesting oh. technique. <laughs> and that, I, I have to think about that because, I mean, I do know that sometimes when I take a go walk, for, take a walk yeah. or something, I, I come away with great ideas. But just like having the actual manuscript in front of me while I'm on an elliptical or something. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I've taken, I take my journal on walks because then I can write down things. Mm-hmm. And I, and But I can't edit that way. But if I right. put it on the elliptical, and the elliptical is boring, mm-hmm. right? Um, and sometimes editing is boring, but elliptical and editing is not boring. So I have like African women singing. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. I was like, oh, it's beautiful. I don't know what they're talking about. Um, so the words don't affect me, but the emotional. So I'm in all this emotional stuff that I love, and the problems seem to solve themselves. That's so I, awesome. I, I, you know, I really like using my whole body mm-hmm. um, to solve. Climb a mountain. Um, and when you get to the, you know, ask yourself a question, climb the mountain, get to the top, write down the answer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought, oh, that's just crap. That's just <laughs> crap. Um, now I do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or I'm now going to ride my bike over to this place. Have your journal in, in your pack, my little journal that I have. Okay, mm-hmm. ask your question. You know, and it's really, I, I believe in the cognitive unconscious, which is, you know, all the stuff that we don't know we're thinking, but, you know, some of it bubbles up to consciousness to solve problems magically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to prime that. And yeah. and so I ask the question, and then I let the body take me into a meditative state. Biking 15 miles really puts you in the zone. Yeah. And then when I get to the, my destination, which I live in a beautiful part of the world, so I get to like, oh, a view, a lake, and it's really quiet. And I sit down and I literally go, oh, this is the answer. Mm-hmm. And I write it out, um, you know, and as I'm writing, I lose time and an hour could go by, and then I like, wow. Then I get back on my bike and go home and then type it. And then there's the, the reading aloud, which I think is a theater thing. Mm-hmm. So stuff I read out 
loud and I have to read it to someone, I like pick a poor person like my partner Anne or or James, you know, that they have to listen. <laughs> and so and it doesn't even matter if they say anything. The mm-hmm. mere fact that I that I'm reading it out loud to them and I'm trying to make sense of it and I go, This does not make any sense. Right. You cannot make this make sense. Um, so that's another thing that I do from a piece of paper. Right. I read it aloud because it's harder actually to read aloud, I find, from a, a computer because I can't do any of my acting stuff. Right. Have I you think, ever tried with your tablet, like holding your tablet I think and my reading? tablet is so much better because I've done, I did some stuff at WizCon with my tablet and mm-hmm. I loved it with the tablet. It really is a laptop. You can't read, you know, because you can't move. You, you, you're afraid, like, I'm going to drop this. This is right. a new piece of junk. Whereas, like, I'm looking at, at, at Temp's little tablet and I'm like, that would be a perfect, um, <laughs> wonderful thing to read from. You know? It is a nice tablet. This is I'm holding the the Galaxy Note uh, 8.0, which um, is either going to be talked about or has been talked about on this podcast already. Because this is one of my favorite things. And and I was and actually I'm gonna... having like technology loves here. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because it has a pen. I was showing yeah. Andrew the pen earlier. She's like, what a pen? Yes. And and I was thinking like, do you? I don't know what kind of phone you have right now, but have you ever considered getting one of the kinds of phones that has a pen so that you can do the sticky note thing, but on a phone, but you still have yes, the writing app. because I saw Tempest do it because I had like, uh, I think Pan has a, an iPhone and you know, I, I'm like a klutz. Well, I'm dyslexic and a klutz. Mm-hmm. So the combination is really bad text and <laughs> terrible phone numbers. You know, everything is um, out of order, but if I have my pen, I'm much better again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I make fewer mistakes. Um, with a pen than I do with my, you know, like blunt finger. Yeah. Uh, so it's almost like I need a brush to, mm-hmm. you know, so, and it has to be a fine point. Yeah. Because um, the big points are just like, like my, the capacitive styluses. Yeah, they have like those larger points, and they're they're not quite accurate or like just fine enough. And I'm like I I already have the dyslexia going, so mm-hmm. I'm already reversing things. Um, whereas if I have a really good pen, I tend not to do it, and I I trust that. I'm like, okay, I don't know why this works. But, you know, we'll we'll call it the placebo effect. Um, and I'm lusting after this. Um, it looks like a really, like, lightweight tablet. And it would be perfect. I'm holding. Oh, this, see, this is exactly. I could read from this. Yeah. And it's a really, it's like, it's like a little bit, you know, it's close in size to um, my, uh, my favorite um, a journal. Yeah. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not as big as a as a computer, a computer, as yeah. a laptop. And, you know, I'm not going to drop this. And I can do all my gesturing. Yes. Um, I can move. And and so it's harder to move if you're holding your laptop. Yeah. Uh, so I think I, I'm, I'm definitely having, and can the Zag work with this? Yes. The, oh. It has Bluetooth. So, yes. so that's that's what I use my Zag with, is I use it with uh, the, the Galaxy Note. And this, the one she has, this is the 8-inch version. And I really fell in love with the 8-inch version because it's about the size of the kind of journals that I like to use. And so right, I, have I actually a, have done a little bit of journaling on it. Um, yeah. It's the, it's not exactly quite right, not not just like writing on paper. So I don't know if I could ever give up paper totally, but but I I want something that I could almost write on because it would yeah. be better than not being, you know. I mean, because yeah. I'm I'm okay of having several um, writing devices. That's mm-hmm. I've never had too many. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so um, and I know what my journal's good for, you know. Yeah. Um, and there are other things that it's not quite good for, um, you know, because I would love to email myself the stuff I write. Yeah. Um, and I can't quite do that yet. Yeah. Um, and so, but I've been I I've been assuming that eventually the tech will come. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been waiting. Um, and this one looks and I like how lightweight it is. I have a nine inch 
nook, which is just a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, but it's about, it's not very heavy, and I really like it. Um, yeah. You said, you mentioned that you have a fountain pen that you use. What kind of fountain pen? We're, I have a waterman. Geeky. Okay. Oh like, I have a waterman. I'm going to step down um, Tempest tablet so I can get out my waterman. I have a waterman, um, which is a French fountain pen that I buy mm-hmm. in Germany. Oh. Um, well, I just happen not to go to France. Okay. Uh, but I... And it's really, um, it's uh, got a um, tip or nib that is uh, gold. Mm. And so, it, and it's very, I, you know, I really like the extra fine nib. Okay. And this nib lasts for a very long time. So I've had this pen. Um, speaking of tech that you don't have to throw away, yeah. I put in cartridges for the ink. Right. Uh, I keep the nib and the beautiful casing. And it cost me, you know, I don't know, something like 100 euros when I bought it like 10 years ago. Or uh-huh. um, but I haven't bought another one. The only thing I worry about is losing it. <laughs> um, and it's really amazing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I can write cursively and, and I can read my own writing. Right. Which is, <laughs> like, that's a feat. Um, and German friends of mine, I they I said I like fountain pens because I used to use another fountain pen, but it leaked all over me. Oh yeah, I hate leaking. And I have ink on me, but not because it leaked, but because I stuck my finger on the nib. <laughs> but you know, I used to have ink all over my hands, and it was just ridiculous. And then I get yeah. ink on my clothes, and, and I'm a clothes horse, so this was not working. So my a friend of mine, this was actually even longer ago than this was like maybe in the 80s. Um, you should have this kind of, and they're called Fader in German, which means feather. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you want a fader as opposed to um, a ballpoint pen. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, cool, let's get me a feather. Because I, I immediately saw the quill, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I just went, yes. So we go to the store um, and, you know, I describe what I do. And it was amazing. I mean, the, the person said, so how many hours do you write? And what kind of weight do you like? And I was like, wow, this is great. This is deep. <laughs> this is deep. I mean, I'm just like, I used to buy like pens with a fine point. That was mm-hmm. as far as I got. Um, you know, I'm in the store and I'm having this real moment with this like person who knows everything about writing and like, how do you move your hand? And, you know, and I was like, whoa, and I have, I use the fourth finger. Most people write on their third finger mm-hmm. I, and I rest my pen on my fourth finger. And the German person said, ah, oh, that's an interesting placement. And so the German guy was saying, well, you know, your fingers probably get tired and this pen will help all of that. And I find now I have ease of writing. That's nice. Um, so it was really nice. And then. Um, I I write with um, only these. Um, it's what the, brand of journal is yes, this? Yes, it's it's paper blanks. <laughs> okay. Oh, and, I I have seen these, and they they do tend to have like really beautiful and they covers. have I like lines, but they're very faint, mm-hmm. and they have gold, um, you know, gold and a pattern on the each page, um, and they are acid-free paper, so they don't. You know how you know paper like gets yellow? Yeah, it won't get yellow. I, this won't get yellow. So. Yeah. Um, the thing about the paper blanks is that you can, I mean, I fill one up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, because uh, this is January 2013, and I think I'll get to, like, maybe October. Mm-hmm. It'll be done. Before you have to change. Yeah, and I have to change. But it, it feels like it's worth it to buy, to, to spend whatever I need on it. Um, oh, and, I agree. And, and I bought them in Germany, even though you can buy them, you know, they're all over the world. Yeah. Um, Oh. <laughs> um, so all my friends know that this is the journal I like. Right. Um, and I like, you know, the old-fashioned, really pretty covers. Mm-hmm. I want the acid-free paper. I want yeah. lines. <laughs> so, because I needed some help. 
Oh yeah, I I need the lines too. I, I don't understand the people who don't I have the lines. I know they call them paper blanks, but I want lines. Well, I want lines. lines in my blanks. Um, yeah. And I just I want to feel like I have a relationship with my book. Yeah. Uh, and so all of my books, I can point out the journals that led to the novels or mm-hmm. or the you know journals that led to the plays I have them. I keep them. And then I go back periodically and read them, and there's stuff in them that I'm like, oh, you didn't use that in that book. You can use that in the next book, mm-hmm. um, so that there's um, they don't just sit there. I, yeah. I revisit them, and also I write down what I'm doing. So I have a, a kind of it's a writing journal, but it's also like what was going on in my life. And mm-hmm. the pen means I can write for hours mm-hmm. because once I figured out that oh, if I have a, the right pen and it glides across the page, that I'm not really working as hard as I you know, doing another thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't let anyone else use the pen. Right. Um, because pen. I, uh, because uh, the German guy said, well, you know, the pressure that you put on it will be how the pen works. So mm-hmm. someone else could put different pressure on the pen. And I was standing over this guy going, I have never had this much of a conversation about a writing utensil. Uh-huh. And I'm a writer. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And I, I, and it makes, it puts me in the, in the, it's like ritual. I'm a theater person, so I like my props. Yeah. So the props again help me conjure the meaning. Yeah. So you get your props. It's like um, it's like vodou. You have your props, um, and the props put you in the mood, and the spirit comes. Mm-hmm. Um, it really. <laughs> so if I have my book, my music, my pen, because I play the music when I'm writing too. Um, right. Just and, like just fill the space. Fill with the space, that. and then suddenly yeah. I'm in my writing world. Yeah. And the, and then I'm in a good relationship. The, yeah, with the muses or with whatever. And, you know, if I don't do all my stuff um, and I try to, like, oh, I'm going to skip that, then the quality of the work isn't as good. Hmm. So, awesome. well, thank you so much. Yeah, this was for fun. Being on the podcast. Yes. And, and I am, I now, I know what to get you if I'm ever going to get you again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyone, you can get me now. <laughs> Thank you once again, Andrea Hairston, for that wonderful conversation. I still think about it all the time when I sit down to write. If you're interested in the gear Andrea and I mentioned, Andrea's books, or following her on social media, there are links in the show notes on the blog at www.therightgear.com. That's W-R-I-T-E. There you'll find the podcast, the blog, feeds, and links to the social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and more. If you want to follow me personally, head over to ktempestbradford.com for links to all my social media endeavors. Next week, I'm going to talk about a thing all writers must do and many writers don't think about until it's too late. Back up your stuff. I promise it won't be boring. Until then, I'm K. Tempest Bradford, and I challenge you to write something by hand in cursive. The Right Gear podcast on Hologram Radio is written and edited by yours truly and produced by Head Hologram Alex Knight. Our logo was created by Ashley Emma Onstott and made colorful by Hologram Michael Norton. Our theme music, Kill Your Darlings, was composed by Steve Combs. <laughs>